Hey everybody and welcome back to the Off The Key Podcast where we talk about music of all varieties. I'm your host Mac and today I'm joined by my two regular co-hosts, Garrett. It gets dangerous y'all. And Jay. Hello there. And today we'll be talking about the long-awaited collaborative project from Danger Mouse and Black Thought Cheat Codes. Tariq Trotter, aka Black Thought. A Philadelphia-based rapper, actor, and lead MC of the legendary hip-hop group, The Roots, which was co-founded alongside longtime drummer Questlove. Black Thought is often regarded as one of the most skilled, incisive, and prolific rappers of his time. He is highly respected in the hip-hop community for his multi-syllabic rhymes, internal rhyme schemes, conscious lyrics, flow, double entendres, breath control, and incredible live performances. I'd also like to say that for his early history, Black Thought is a diamond that has gone through immense, immense pressure in his life. Both his parents were murdered. You know, was on the streets. He sold crack at one point. I mean, he has been through the ringer and has come out a polished and intelligent and supremely creative individual, which goes to show you just sometimes pressure, it creates diamonds. Personally, he's one of my favorite MCs of all time. I put him right up there with Doom. Nas, you name it, Jay-Z, one of the all-time greats. And that's why I was super-duper excited for this album. During his time with The Roots, Black Thought and company released several albums throughout the 1990s, including the critically acclaimed Grammy-nominated album, Things Fall Apart. I've talked about this album before. I think it is a classic, and we may or may not talk about it on the show. Stay tuned to find out. Generally, this Philly MC has not released much material outside of his work with The Roots and only recently began his solo career with his Streams of Thought series in 2018 and 2020. Now, I don't know if you guys went and checked those out, but those were pretty solid and consistent. Needless to say, I was incredibly excited for this project because this is really Black Thought's first proper, fully realized project since his time with The Roots. Now, to bring in the context of this Danger Mouse collaboration with Black Thought, Black Thought had recorded a solo album titled Masterpiece Theater in 2001, but the album was scrapped after learning that the release would not count toward The Roots' contractual obligations. As a result, most of the songs appeared on The Roots' 2002 album, Phrenology. So before we get into more about the collab here, we're we're setting the stage a little bit. We're going to dial it back and talk about Danger Mouse. So Danger Mouse is Brian Joseph Burton, a New York-based musician, producer, and songwriter. He first gained attention in 2004 after releasing a mashup album of Jay-Z's Black Album and The Beatles' White Album. Danger Mouse is a widely respected influential producer with an impressive studio catalog under his belt. He produced Demon Days by The Gorillaz, Beck's Modern Guilt, four albums with the Black Keys including Brothers, the collaborative project Gnarls Barkley with CeeLo Green of Goody Mob, The Mouse and the Mask with MF Doom, and so many more. On top of that, he's been nominated... 22 times at the Grammys and has won six of those Grammy Awards. Now, Garrett, I know you're a big Danger Mouse fan, and I actually wanted to hear kind of your thoughts on Danger Mouse before we jump into it. So take the floor, man. Well, he is a rare producer that can actually put his name on things and it actually sell, um, you know, along with other producers like, you know, like DJ Shadow, yeah, Mad Lib, The Alchemist. It takes a special kind to get to that level. He's in the halls of a lot of the big name producers in rock and stuff as well, like Rick Rubin and Mutt Lang. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Danger Mouse does more than just hip-hop. His production of albums is high class, but his beat making, 
He has some of the most creative beats that I've seen. I was a big fan of Gnarls Barkley, and I might bring an album to the table at some point. He brought CeeLo Green to another level, so I was interested to see what he would do. But I definitely think that they both delivered on this album. I'd have to agree. And on your comments about Danger Mouse... I was actually reading about his influences and his production philosophy, and he had some interesting things to say. I would say that Danger Mouse has an incredibly unique and distinctive production style. And uh, during an interview with New York Times Magazine, Danger Mouse was compared to a film auteur, basing his music production philosophy on the cinematic philosophy of film directors like Woody Allen. So during that interview, he said, Woody Allen, as an auteur, he did his thing. And that particular thing was completely his own. That's what I decided to do with music. I want to create a director's role within music, which is what I tried to do on St. Elsewhere, which was one of his albums with Merrill's Barkley. I can create different kinds of musical worlds, but the artist needs the desire to go into that world. Musically, there is no one who has the career that I want. That's why I have to use film directors as a model. At the beginning and the end of that album, there are as kind of like the film when like the oldie goldie like film like stops rolling you can hear it still spin that sound effects are actually put on the beginning and the end of saying elsewhere Nas Barkley's first album and it's really a shame I was really heartbroken when CeeLo decided to just tank his career with his just completely asinine comments he made like four or five years ago when he got kicked off the voice I knew I was like that's gonna be the end I mean hey we got two pretty solid albums out of it Now, Cheat Codes, the album we're talking about today, was released on August 12th, 2022 via BMG and originally started as a collaboration with Danger Mouse and Black Thought in 2006, titled Dangerous Thoughts. The album's production suffered many delays beginning in 2005 when the duo worked on the first few tracks. In 2018, where the bulk of the album was worked on, and even more delays in 2020 and 2021 due to the COVID-19 pandemic, along with several track list changes. It's been a long time coming, but I would say that it's worth it. There were talks of a collab between the two for a long time, but nothing ever really came of it. But finally, Black Thought had mentioned that the album was in the works in a radio interview with Philly Voice in 2020. And I've been strongly anticipating it ever since because, like you were saying, Garrett, with the Streams of Thought EPs and, you know, the Volume 3 album, it left me wanting more. It was good. Black Thought is an incredible MC. He could rap over white noise and it would probably be incredible. But the production was very bare bones. And that's what made me so excited about this Danger Mouse collab is because, I mean, Danger Mouse is a legend. He doesn't work with just anybody. To see these two greats of their respective crafts come together was something I was very, very, very excited for. This was easily one of my most anticipated albums of this year. And I got to say, I think it delivers. I think this is a pretty perfect pairing, to be honest. I was impressed with the quality of this album. I will say in the beginning, I did it up a little too much for myself being a big fan of both especially black thought i had very high expectations and i do realize that did sway my feelings a little bit but i've come back around and i think this is an excellent project i mean from start to finish it does not waste your time i mean it's a crispy 38 minutes every track here is solid except for one or two moments in my opinion i don't really think this has any hard skips 
to be honest. I thought every feature delivered. That MF Doom verse was crazy on Belize. Incredible. Right. That sounded like a 2000s era Doom verse, and that was like peak MF Doom. I mean, he could not make a bar or a line that didn't have at least a drop of genius in it during that time. I don't know about y'all, but Doom's voice just sounds like a freshly baked loaf of bread. That is an incredible way to describe it. I've never thought about it like that. I love it, man. It's incredible. Not even to mention just the insane rapping, man. He is a virtuoso. Doom? Oh, yeah. Black Thought, too. To hear those two on a track together, wet dream come true. Well, there you go. They gave it to you, Mac. It does sound like this verse is from the early Danger Mouse recordings when the Mouse and the Mask came out because it sounds like 2005, 2006 Doom. Yeah. And he even makes a reference to Danger Mouse. And, you know, Doom passed away in 2020, and it only would really make sense if he pulled it from the vault. From what I've read, that's pretty much what happened. He had had this verse for a while, Black Thought and him were working on this project. Basically, it was just a matter of, of a decision of where to put it and what song to use it in. Strangers, dude? That was an that was a great... insane posse cut. Oh, yeah. ASAP kills it. ASAP is always going to be a, like a, a great feature. He's always going to bring heat. Yeah, have you noticed that ASAP has been working with so many highly respected rappers recently? He actually appeared on Nas's Magic either earlier this year or earlier last year, and he killed it on that. If you ask me, ASAP Rocky is leveled up. Yeah, man. A lot of these guys are probably rubbing off on him a bit. I'm excited to hear his next project. I mean, iron sharpens iron, so. That is true. And man, oh my God, Run the Jewels. You know, something interesting about Run the Jewels, something very unique about them, the delivery is so good that they could just say the corniest stuff and they can still make it work. Yeah, and they can get away with it. They're like airbenders, but with words. You know, with a Black Thought project, the features are all going to be quality. The skill floor is extremely high. Every single feature showed up. Saltwater was a pretty banger of a instrumental, though, too. What did you guys think of the intro? Oh, yeah, I love the salt opening. As soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be good. I love the production style on this album, especially on the drums. I know we kind of talked about yep. that in the Not Tight episode, but the drums on this, they're dirty. Mm, it they adds s- this nasty inner city aesthetic to the album yeah, that I they, really, really like. They sound dusty. It's like a grimy punch to them, and I love it. Yeah, Danger Mouse definitely has that old school production style where, you know, you chop up loop old soul beats and vinyl samples and stuff like that. And I think he translates it well to a modern project. Cheat Codes, it does have an old school feel, but I think it's an old school feel with a modern update. And speaking of. Dusty, Joey Badass on Because. Some way, Black Thought got even Russ to drop some fire. Yes, everyone's favorite rapper to hate alongside MGK, Russ, actually brought it. Yeah, he stood on his own two feet. And I got to say, you know, I I underestimated Russ here. And I got to give him that. Black Thought, I think he just has this way of bringing out the best in people when he brings them on his projects. It seems to me like he actually like works with them in the studio and sort of like some people or will just say, okay, send me your bars and then we'll just put it on there like copy and paste. Seems like he probably actually like sits down with them and like actually works with them instead of just, all right, here's my email. Send me some bars. It's like you were saying earlier, Mac, there's a very, very high floor. There's a standard you have to meet when you work with Black Thought and Danger Mouse. I think that's a great thing. 
it encourages every musician there to be the absolute best that they can be, and it brings out the best in everybody, and it makes the project that much better. Yeah, I mean, just consistent quality all around. I mean, I know we've been singing the praises of the features, but Black Thought himself, I didn't expect any less from him. Some of his best verses are in, in the very beginning, like sometimes in Cheat Codes. He steps it up to 100 at the start. He could paint images, and he can talk about socially conscious things, but he can also be clever, witty. He can make memorable lines. And he can throw in references at the same time while he's doing that. Got it all, man. I mean, Black Thought's pen game, I think it's top five. Yeah, and Black Thought knows it. He knows he's an excellent writer. I mean, there's even a line here that where he says, my pen packs a dawa, Akira Kurosawa. <laughs> and, like, I love it. That is a great line. And, and, you know, Kurosawa, he was one of the greatest samurai film directors of all time. Garrett actually had some lines that he wanted to do a dramatic reading for. And this is actually the opening line of the whole entire album. Prisoners of Azkaban, thinking of a master plan. Images of grandeur by Jamel Shabazz, Dapper Dan. Clap your hands, whether you in Patterson or Pakistan. Dude, the rhyme scheme on that was sick. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is the, as the opening line of sometimes after the soul loop oh. he hits you immediately man that's what i'm saying this album is all killer no filler it does not waste your time it does not waste a single second right, here's the next one theologians point to the trap house that god is in go on take his name in vain like a phlebotomist mm. god that's Bruh. that's so awesome man the third and fourth were perhaps my favorites i'm like Thelonious at the underground piano Dressed in camo, the grenades, guns, and ammo. Death to Sambo. Sent him a bouquet and a candle. I came to take back that other two-fifths of a manso. Main references to Little Black Sambo yeah. and the three-fifths. Oh, my Lord. There's just so much in that one little, like, three bars. And then, of course, there's the MF Doom line from Belize. The card he played was Ace of Spades, but no races. A spastic, some call loony. When he spit a tune, sarcastic as Paul Mooney. This album is so dense. It is so jam-packed with references, double entendres, rhyme schemes, internal rhyme schemes. He's a top MC for a reason. At worst, it's going to be tied for the best rap album of the year. I think it's a contender for sure. Yeah, I go back and forth between this and It's Almost Dry, but... I got a couple of contenders so far. God Don't Make Mistakes by Conway the Machine. I think that was really, really good. Ethiopes by Billy Woods and this are kind of in the in the running for me right now. With that being said, I really, really like the beat on Node Gold Teeth. It kind of goes a little bit under the radar because it's good, but it doesn't go quite as hard as like Because or Strangers do. And that because those are kind of more like posse cuts. That one and like the first two opener tracks are like hate. You know, he's not using these guys to like hold the album together. Like he can definitely stand on his own if he needs to. Pacing wise, it flows so well, so seamlessly from start to finish that I, I remember when I was listening to it for the first time, I was at work and I was like, wait, the album's already over? It's very punctual. It's very quick to the point there's no extraneous tracks there's some tracks that i like better than others i mean there's no hard skips in some i won't say this album is perfect i did think that identical twins i mean that might as well be an interlude he only really has one verse the rest of the song is just an instrumental 
And that's kind of how I treated it, even though it wasn't officially named as such. Yeah, that and uh, Close to Famous, that was the only beat on this album I didn't like. I hate to say this, but it's honestly only because of the uh, the synth. Yeah, I feel that. It was a little bit out of place. It was the most jarring track on the album, and it was for that reason. You know, that synth he's rapping over, it just keeps going and going and going and going and going and going and going, and, going and it, it kind of graded me a little bit. That's really my biggest complaint with the album is, why couldn't Identical Deaths have another verse? And if it was an interlude, why is it placed so late into the album and close to famous? I suppose Identical Death just wanted to make a quick point and just have the rest of it be like a little instrumental kind of a break because the album is very dense. It's dense, but it's never overwhelming, and that's what I yeah. like about it. For you guys, I mean, we already know who the best feature is. So. Yeah. Who is the second best feature? That Who is the best non-MF Doom feature? <laughs> and who would you say is maybe like... The worst feature. And now everyone brought heat, of course, but like, who was your favorite? Who was your least favorite? Besides Doom, we're just going to put him in like another. Oh, another tier. tier another yeah. category. S, S, S plus. I'd say my favorite verses were between Conway and Joey. That's exactly what I was going to say. If I had to pick, I would say Joey. For me, probably Conway the Machine. ASAP is pretty close for me. But yeah, Conway, oh man, Saltwater was. Uh, but I didn't really like think much about it. But then the second listen, I was like, wow, this really kind of unlocked itself. Yeah. And it reminds me the most of that classic 90s, you know, New York hardcore boom bap style. It's definitely a throwback. And I mean, you know, Black Thought, he's from that era. Yeah. I was going to say this whole album is pretty much a throwback. That's what I love the most about it. It sounds like it could have come straight out of the 90s. I imagine if this album was dropped in the 90s or the 2000s, it would already be a classic. Yes. And I believe it will be a classic 20, 30 years from now. I was really curious about your thoughts on this because, like, I know you're not super up to date. I mean, we're catching you up, but I was like. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this. It's one of my favorite musical pieces of the modern era so far that I've heard. Now, as far as Danger Mouse goes, I do think he was the weaker side of this collaboration. These aren't the best Danger Mouse beats. I've definitely heard better, but it's still great. With a producer as legendary and as high quality as Danger Mouse, you're not going to get anything but excellent. But I did find myself wanting just a little more from this album. And I understand that's because I have such high standards for both of these incredible musicians. It may be a little bit of hype, but I do think they could have gone a little more adventurous. I do feel the album was a little tiny bit safe. Yeah, I believe Danger Mouse really leaned into his over-reliance of, like, the soul loop, old-school R&B, and, like, that kind of classic 90s feel. I really wish he would have delved into more of his, like, jazz and, like, world music and all of his, like, really weird creative music that he'll bring out loops and instrumentals from because on a lot of his older stuff, he was making samples of music. I was just like, you know, where did he find this? You know, what little hole... In the wall did he bring this from? And I wish that a little bit of extra little spice he would have brought. While the beats are good, they're a little samey. I felt Danger Mouse played it too safe. That was like another big glaring issue I had with the album. The good thing is Danger Mouse's bass line is extremely high, and so is Black Thoughts. So you're going to get a quality project regardless. I did want a little more adventure, a little more exploration. I felt the production was perfect for the, the content of this album. Looking at the lyrics... Everything, the delivery, just everything in general about the rapping and, and the content, it really is an old school project. And I think 
Danger Mouse did a great job at capturing that feel of the golden era of rap. I don't think these beats are bad. Please do not think in any way that I think these beats are bad. I don't think they're bad oh, at yeah. all. They're excellent. I just wanted a little more experimentation. Personally, I, I think it's perfectly fine. There has been so much great rap music this year, and this stands right next to its contemporaries. It's been the most solid genre dropping this year, to be honest. Yeah, that and punk. Rap in the 2020s so far has been very exciting, and I think Cheat Codes is another album to add to that pile of great rap music that's come out in the past two or three years, and especially this year. I mean, so many powerhouse projects have come out this year. Aethiopes, Melt My Eyes, See Your Future, It's Almost Dry, Even Though We Didn't Care For It, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, God Don't Make Mistakes, Tana Talk 4, all of these great quality rap albums. And I think Cheat Codes has a pretty solid chance of topping all of them. But yeah, I mean, overall, uh, how did you guys feel about Cheat Codes? Honestly, I wasn't really all that high on the EP that I was introduced to before this. I mean, it was sitting at around like a six and a half, seven for me. I, mean, I thought Black Thought brought it, but man, the instrumentals were just very, like you said, bare bones. They very didn't do bones. it for me. They were very forgettable. I was like, man. But then, you know, Danger Mouse wasn't attached to that. You know, I'm somewhat of a stand myself. He brings the best out of people. And I think that is the exact same as what he did here. He brought the best out of the features. Every feature knocked it out of the park. Black Thought knocked it out of the park. The only really nitpick was that uh, there's a song or two that's a little bit forgettable that the production is not Danger Mouse's best. Then again, there's such a high bar for him that we're honestly being a little little hypercritical of him. Yeah, um, definitely. Which comes with the territory. When you, when you get to be a legend in your craft, you've kind of earned that. So I say my final score is going to be a 9 out of 10. I'm kind of an outsider to just rap in general. That may skew my perception a bit. This album is basically, to me, a love letter to that era, the golden age of rap. Everything from the socially conscious lyrics, Black Thought goes into everything, his life as a musician, life growing up in Philly, life in general for a black man living in the inner cities of America, a big subject in a lot of 90s rap. All the features incredible black thoughts skill as a rapper absolutely incredible the production i know you guys weren't too hot on it but man i thought it was perfect for like i said earlier the the way this album is set up there's not a single track that i skip there's not a single track that i did not enjoy i'm gonna give this album a 10 oh my god what probably I would say that... Bro, I was not expecting I was, that. That came out of... <laughs> Whoa, RKO out of nowhere! <laughs> I would say that this album is going to be an essential within 10, 20 years. I mean, I agree with you. I think this is on classic territory, but I was not expecting you to give this a 10. Holy shit. I loved it, man. You know, I'm kind of more on the, on the Garrett side of things. I mean, I enjoy this project from front to back. There were a few nitpicks here, and... Honestly, I'm being a little hypercritical here. I have a very high standard for both of these artists, and I think Black Thought has a 10 in his discography, not in his solo work, but with The Roots. I do have a little bit of a higher standard, but this album still brings it. This is Black Thought's first fully realized studio album, and I gotta say, man, he brought it. The features, they're all fantastic. The beats are great. It's not Danger Mouse's best, but it's still incredible. Danger Mouse brought out the best of every single person attached to this project. 
it's an inspiration and I thoroughly enjoy this album and it's going to be a strong contender for my rap album of the year and possibly album of the year. So I'm going to give this a nine out of 10. With that being said, any final thoughts, guys? All good. All right. Well, this is Off The Key Podcast, and we're out of here. Thanks, guys. Bro, I did not <laughs> think you were going to give that a 10. Holy shit. I mean, like, I knew walking in here, I was like, they're not going to expect this. <laughs> I, what the fuck? That means there's going to be two, two tens this week, man. I, I listen. I'm already bored of this thing. I'm already bored of the fuck out. I know everything. Damn, James. You gave it a t- Okay. I mean, I think it's good. I'm not saying it's not good. Wait, what did you give it? I gave it a nine. I thought you were going to give it an eight. You I changed pretty... my mind. I changed it. I, I realized I was tripping. Yeah. I just, I already think Black Thought has a ten in his, in his work. Like, per, perhaps if I was more familiar with like more an of their shit, it might be a little, it may be a little different, but I kind of doubt it. Hey everybody, Mac here, and I just wanted to give a shout out to LaCrembo for the intro and outro music. Also, check out our link tree for where to follow us. We are on Instagram and Facebook and a variety of streaming platforms. And if you could give us a sub or a listen or even a follow, it'd be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. See you later.